Welcome to the Food is Wasted podcast, where I share the stories, thoughts, ideas, and experiences of people actively involved in reducing the amount of edible food needlessly going to waste. In this episode, I speak to some of the children who run the social enterprise Bubble and Squeak at their school in West London, selling surplus food in the school playground and to the local community. The initiative is led by around 400 children aged 5 to 12 years old and aims to take edible surplus food such as fruit and vegetables from local businesses, markets and supermarkets that might otherwise have gone to waste and then redistribute it to the local community on a pay-as-you-feel basis. I visited the children at their school just before they were about to start a crowdfunding campaign last year which ended up being very successful to hear their thoughts about food waste and details of the work they were doing. I then spoke to Lydia, their teacher and one of the project leads for Bubble and Squeak, who shares more about how the social enterprise functions and the impact it's having. If you'd like to find out more about the work the kids are doing, you can visit their site at bubblesqueakeat.com. That's bubblesqueakeat, all one word, dot com. If you'd like to learn more about the issue of food waste and about people and organizations that are working to reduce it, then please visit the Food is Wasted website at foodiswasted.com and subscribe to the newsletter to be kept up to date on new podcasts, articles and visual content. But for now, here's my interview with Bubble and Squeak. Enjoy. Just uh, briefly like to introduce yourselves and what it is you're doing in regards to food waste. Hello, my name's Hanan and we have a store called Bubbles and Squeak. Plural or singular? Is it bubbles or bubble? Bubbles. It's bubbles. Bubbles. Bubble. 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 <laughs> so it's bubble and squeak. Yes. Okay. And what is bubble and squeak? Bubble and squeak is a business um, for our local community to try and prevent food waste and um, to give our local community a healthier lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And how do you go about doing that? Um, we donate. Um, no, the market. The markets donate fruit and veg to us, and then we um, we sell it. We bring it to our school and sell it. Sell it. But we sell it for a um, pay-as-you-feel basis, and we try and encourage people. If say an apple had a bruise on it, would you throw it in the bin or would you just chop it and then you can eat it? Mm-hmm. So that's the one of the messages we're trying to. Tell people. Why do you think that we waste so much food? Because people buy they they buy too much and they don't eat at all and the food um, might um um get really um might even rot so they throw it in the bin. But even if an apple just has like a tiny bruise on it, uh, people throw it away even if it's just um still good to eat. Is there any other um yeah. Um we try and encourage people to um, buy less and not waste as much food because if you waste much food, it takes up much room and it also releases harmful gases which could harm the environment or our local community. We encourage people to give donation to us so we can tell people um, to not food waste and, and and do not throw it in the bin. Uh-huh. Okay. And so has this 
this, these messages that you want to communicate? Has it just been within your homes or has it been... Well, it's about the community centre. We live near and the school's near um, um, our community centre. Okay. We have done it in our school and we've also gone to our local community centre and tried to um, encourage people to donate and take there because then they can spread the word and I feel like it is starting to improve but more and more people we get to come to our school the more um, we stop wasting. Mm-hmm. And what about within your homes? Have you spoken to your parents? And yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah, we try not to do as big a portions because if you don't eat it all then it's just going to go in the bin and that's a waste and if you have a small portion and then you eat it all you can get seconds and then that way you won't waste. We try to not food waste because some pe- poor people in Africa don't have food and somewhere to live. Not just in Africa, though. In uh, other Africa. continents and yeah. um, countries. Yeah, that's very true. Any, any other? And mostly in India, too. There's lots of homeless people. Right. But there are lots of homeless people on our doorstep as well in London. We also, yeah. in our house, we also try to recycle a bit more because then that can also help. Mm-hmm. And we, um, for example, um, I've got an allotment, so. Um, when we don't throw like um, the apple core or the banana skin or the orange skin in the um, the waste um, waste bin, we, instead we have a bucket and we put the um, the um, put the leftovers there, and then we bring it to our allotment and then we make it into compost. Okay, that's great. So you're doing many different things. Yeah. And how would you like Bubble and Squeak to evolve? What, you, what would you like to see it grow um, <laughs> People not wasting food. Okay. I would like to see it grow into a um, happy community business that people can come to to get low-cost vegetables and make a meal that would take less than five minutes mm-hmm. so, to help our local community. So you're developing recipes as well, is that right? Yeah. yeah, we try to, whatever stock we get for that week, we try and come up with some recipes that we could promote to the public. We even have a garden in our local community centre right. where we grow mm-hmm. fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And so you're used to seeing imperfect uh, fruit and veg. Yes. Because in the supermarket you always see perfect carrots and perfect... Yeah, and people, um, supermarkets put sell-by dates on, mm-hmm. but it, or use-by dates, but a say like a couple of days later that the food will still be fine. Mm-hmm. That's just when the shops have to take it off their shelves, shelves for safety. But in reality, it's fine to eat. Mm-hmm. That's how we. Um, that's how the supermarkets donate food to us. Right. So they kind of see what's reaching its best before it is. Yeah. Yeah. So because they think um, it's not good, uh, so um, most of the food would just go to waste. But they donate it to us, and then we don't waste it. And why do you think they use best before it is? Um, just to they think 
um, they want the like the best um, fruits and veg, but even if it has just a tiny bruise, it's still fine to eat. I think they use them because for like that might be the rules of supermarkets and maybe for our own safety because you don't know but if you have a carrot that's say a couple of days out of date then I'm sure it would still be perfectly fine to eat. Yeah so the supermarkets have use by date and then best before yeah. date. Mm-hmm. And so used by tends to be on meat and dairy, yeah. and that yeah. you need to be careful. But, and yeah, with, with meat and dairy, I think you should follow this used by date. Yeah. But with things like vegetables or fruits, I think you can use them. It doesn't really doesn't, matter. Yeah, it's, it's pretty random, really. Yeah, so it's just an estimate. Of, yeah, about quality rather yeah. than safety. But, uh, because so it's not always about your eyes, it's about your mouth. Yep, and, and other senses. What else? Can you smell? smell? Yep. So, do you guys know? Can you kind of uh, make a decision about something as to whether you, it's. You can open? tell if a apple has a bruise or oh, a patch of not very good, like. And it's the skin. wrong shape too. And then, if that. you can tell if it's got a bruise or if it's really out of date. So with that one, you've got to be careful, but you can also tell. And have your parents been receptive? Have they, have they been interested in yeah. Yeah. food yeah. issues as well? Um, my mum, she tends to um, try and use um, as much like vegetables as she can, because if you have a carrot and apple, towards the end it has a little bruise or something she tends to try and use that instead of throwing it in the bin um well um i do eat um a lot of fruit veg and sometimes my mum makes fruit salads which are really nice um they told they tell my my family to not food waste and do not um, throw away fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. and are they listening to you yeah yeah they all listen to you and my parent my parent my parents are getting um, fruit and some seeds to plant some fruit and vegetables in our garden if you throw away food that you could have still ate releases a harmful gas called methane, which is not really nice and creates pollution. Yeah, it creates pollution. So if we try and encourage shops or whatever to sell um, pl- paper bags instead of plastic because that also takes long to deteriorate and could provide a harmful gas. And so what would you like to see change in order to like within England, within London or England, what would you like to see change? Maybe no. um, we would maybe see paper bags instead of plastic bags and maybe see um, supermarkets not throwing away as that much food they throw away now. We would want to see people not throwing away fruit and vegetables and not see fruit and vegetables in the bin. Mm-hmm. But how, how do you think you can make to make some to make some signs and and to um to make to make less bins 
Um, I think we could all play our part in trying to improve because if, say, Bubble and Squeak trying to improve and nobody else bothers to, then it's not really going to work. So we all need to come together as a community and try our bit, try and do our bit to help. We want to make some more assemblies to other people and tell them to not food waste. Mm -hmm. okay. We can yeah. even make posters. Yeah. Right. Why, why do children then pay as you feel? In supermarkets they have a set um, payment which if you've got all your other shopping to pay for can sometimes be a pain so we, we like to do this so we can help people with that issue so they can get low cost fruit and vegetables. Mm -hmm. And so does everybody have access to it? Yeah, um, normally in supermarkets, um, say tropical fruits like mangoes and blueberries and raspberries and tend to be, um, yeah, and pineapples tend to be more expensive than other fruits like banana and vegetables like broccoli. I ate broccoli today. <laughs> you had broccoli today. Was it good? Yes. Yeah, good. When you go into a supermarket, so yeah. you, you, you've got your gardens and you've got your allotment uh, so you're kind of used to seeing the different things um, you know, how fruit and veg actually looks like normally when you grow it it's not perfect and yeah. very often it's uh, it's got knobbly bits or you know, it's yeah because once I grew, I grew tomatoes on my allotment and they turned out pretty squashy but really sweet uh -huh. so why do you think supermarkets don't stock uh, ugly fruit because they want more people to um, buy from them. Because uh, 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 pretend somebody saw a supermarket that had everything that was really nice, but they chucked away a lot of fruit that was not looking very nice. So the person said, oh, let's buy from there. The fruit and veg looks nice. Even, even though we might not have perfect fruit and veg, it's not about having perfect fruit and veg. I think they just do it to attract more customers because if they think it looks good, then it must be good, it must not have a bruise, and they'll use it instead of throwing it away. Whereas with our fruit and vegetables, they're not perfect, but we try and present them to look attractive, but they might have a little bump or a bruise, but that doesn't matter, it still tastes the same as a supermarket's fruit and vegetables. On Saturday, when I went to, um, when I was walking through the streets, I saw when I when I passed through the markets, they had like perfect fruits mm -hmm. on store, and then the other side there was a bin full of ugly fruits and veg. Uh, why was that uh, from? Where did you think they came from? Somewhere like in Harlesden. But was it a market? Was it a street market? Why do you think those were the bin? They think they want to attract people to buy them and uh, maybe like show them that it's the not good if they've got a bruise on so throw them in the bin but that's not true they taste it the absolute same as perfect fruit and vegetables that don't have bruises on. Right. And do you know do you know how much food we actually waste? Um I think it's about one, one third, third one of the third of the population. Like, one third of the um, 
population in England and other countries and in the world. So, no, so how much how much food waste? So of all the food that we grow in the world, yeah. how much is wasted? One third. Do you know, are there any other little facts and figures about food waste? It, um, it produces a gas called methane. That's not, it's harmful to our environment. So methane? Yeah. Methane, yeah. And why is it harmful? Because it, it could create pollution and um, gas. Uh, it could create harmful gases that pollute the air and... It's harmful because... Make global warming. It's made of rotting fruits and vegetables and things you've thrown away in the bin, so it's not very nice. And so, um, why, obviously, you're very knowledgeable about food waste and obviously you care about it a lot, but why, why not? Why have you kind of taken an interest in food waste now? Because, um, we just thought that we will try and help our community by encouraging them to do it, even though uh, a couple of years ago we thought it was important, but we've only just started looking into it now. So I think if it, if it was done earlier, I think there would have been a major improvement by now, but in a couple of years' time there still could be. So what advice would you give to other kids who want to maybe set up something like Bubble and Squeak? Eat. Eat healthy. Eat healthy because um, um, when... Um, you might get out of diet. I mean, what? Beat. Um, you might what say? You might get out of weight and... Team Overweight. And um, I would encourage parents to buy more fruit than chocolate to give the, yeah. to their children. Right. And give them a diet. I would also try and encourage schools to maybe do like an after school club mm-hmm. so that they could work on posters to put around their community for maybe to encourage people and also start up a little campaign to, to stop food waste. Yeah. Right. And what about within the school? Does the canteen do anything to reduce? With the canteen, we, um, if anyone has fruit or vegetables in there, we have a bin that we put that in, and then in the playground, we've got compost bins that we empty into. So you're capturing all the food waste that's being generated by the school and composting it and using it to grow. Yes. Great. If you eat all the fruit, well, good, but if you don't eat all of it, just throw it in the bin, mm-hmm. in the waste bin, so it, we can put it in the compost. So, and with that compost, we have a plant area where we grow herbs and strawberries and all things, like, and tomatoes and things like that in our playground. Mm-hmm. And have your friends been taking an interest in food waste yeah. as well? Yeah, it's not just us just doing bubble and squeak. The, the whole like, of year four and year five have been trying to do their bit to help. Okay, great. And what's, what year are you guys in? We're yeah, year four. Year four. Yeah. So, what age does that mean? I'm, I'm nine. nine. I'm yeah, nine. Yeah, all of us are nine. Nine years old. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
I'm two days older than him. Right. <laughs> so, is there anything? Is there anything that you guys would like to add that we haven't spoken about? Not really. <laughs> but I think um, if anyone that hears that wants to get involved, I think they definitely should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a very good cause to get behind. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time, and thank you for sharing your story with me. And uh, yeah, I wish you good luck in your campaign and getting more people to. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. After speaking to the kids, I went on to speak to Lydia, their teacher, and the lead at Bubble and Squeak. And here she is filling us in on how the organization is run and the impact that it's having. I'm Lydia and I'm one of the um, project leads for Bubble and Squeak, which is a food waste initiative completely run by children. And what was the motivation for setting up the initiative? Well, the children, they do a lot of work in school about sustainability and the environment, and they're quite passionate about that. And also teamed up with myself and Ellie, who I work with, who we've done some gleaning and also done some food waste projects with the children. And they wanted to think about a way that they could solve or solve in their own way the environmental issues that they are currently facing so that we thought about food waste they were saying that they felt in school in the wider community lots of food was often being wasted and how could they overcome that so we sort of we brainstormed quite a bit we talked a lot about it we watched lots of videos uh, we looked at food waste in our school and things they do in school like composting and they come up, came up with this project, so they wrote a proposal and it's kind of been flowing from there. And so what, what form does it take? What are the activities of the organisation? So we work with a few um, other organisations and charities such as City Harvest and Fair Share. We also work with, or hoping to work with Feedback, we've got a few bit of like support from them and we're having food delivered to us once a week and then we also have some of our teachers who are volunteering and some parents volunteering to collect food as well from us for us from different places such as Tesco's and bring it to school on a Monday morning with that we do our own or the children organize their own market store where they sell the food to the parents at low cost so it's a lot of fresh food so fruits and veg and bakery and parents buy at a pay-as-you-fill cost, so they, for us, for us as adults, we think about food poverty and food waste. For the children, theirs is primarily just food waste. So parents buy from us, they bring their own shopping bags, they fill the bags up and they pay what they feel that their shopping is worth. And so what, what kind of uh, feedback have you had from the parents? It's been really positive. They love the fact that it's run by children. Children are leading this project. They, of course, like the fact that they're able to buy healthy food for their children at low cost. We've seen from the first week that we've been doing this up until now that we're steadily having more, because we have a register of how many parents we have each week, steadily having more parents each week. Um, so that's obviously showing an interest. And yeah, they're just very positive about the whole project and they're excited to see how it will grow. So yeah, we've had a really good positive response and we're hoping, because we're linked to the community centre as well where I work, 
and run the after school club and Ellie also works there. We will, we will be after the Easter holidays branching out and doing East markets after Easter there as well. So the children will be running those. Yeah. In terms of the, the parents of the kids involved in public school, mm. um, what has their response been and what impact has that had on them? I think we're, we're still measuring impact in terms of financial for parents and food poverty impact. So we will be putting together a more kind of concise report about that. But generally, each week we have, as I said, more parents turning up for the market. And I think it just kind of builds community spirit as well because they feel that the children and the school are trying to take steps to make imp improvements in their lives. So the whole fact that they don't have to spend, like the children were saying, fruits and veg can be quite expensive. So they're able to save money there. They're able to support, the children know about local economy as well. So, and they all these things that they learn in school, they go back home and tell their parents. So they're talking to their parents about supporting your local economy. So parents are, it kind of links to the maths curriculum, literacy curriculum, all sorts of different areas, there's cross-curricular links. So the parents are very impressed and happy that they're able to use their passion for food waste and involve it in the curriculum as well. So mm. academically, it has those benefits too. Mm -hmm. yeah. And has that been recognised by officials, you know, any people external to the school? Yeah, well, funnily enough, we yesterday the children did, they were involved in this project called City Pitch, which is part of the Mayor's Fund. And I think lots of schools applied. They had to do a proposal to say what their project was about. A group of people from City Pitch came in yesterday and did a whole day with them. And they had to, the children were given the option, they could either talk about their own project, Food Waste, or they could talk about lots of different projects. So, because there were different classes involved, there were loads of projects that the children talked about. So, litter, um, sort of safety aspects involving the police more locally, those sorts of things, and also food waste. So there was a group of children from year five who pitched about the food waste project and they won. So mm -hmm. the next step is for them to now make a video right. about mm -hmm. it. So between 30 seconds and two minutes. Mm -hmm. And if that goes forward, they go to City Hall and present it. But for what they did yesterday, they won £500 to go towards the project, oh, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, that they're really, yeah, they're really excited about that. So they're now putting together a video which will kind of pitch the whole idea in a short space of time and hopefully they'll get chosen. I think it's six finalists and of those six, some of them will win 1,500 to go towards their project. Our issue will be storage and at the moment, because it's on a smaller scale, the food that we have coming in pretty much goes out the same day. But as it grows and as we build more links, we will be getting and receiving and intercepting more food. So what I should will be to where do we store it all? Mm -hmm. So we, we've been thinking, we've been talking with the head teacher and the uh, centre manager about getting a shipping container. We have the space in school to do it. And that would also allow parents to come in more frequently. So on different days, maybe throughout the day to come in, pick up veg, have someone there to kind of receive them, know who's coming in and out, and so we can monitor it that way. Mm -hmm. And we'll be able to store all of our food safely as well. So the child, that's what they want to save for. Mm -hmm. And you can do things like hire a skit, hire a um, shipping container, but they also want to decorate it and have maybe work with an artist. Yeah. 
so it looks good as well so we'll have to raise money for that and it's about two thousand pounds and then we've got the other kind of logistics side we're thinking maybe in the future we'll be able to do some sort of deliveries for elderly residents or those that are housebound so we need mainly locally but we would need to have someone looking after that aspect so but it's great that you're looking beyond the, the kind of the boundaries of the school yeah trying to impact the community exactly just the kids themselves mm. um, and how how supportive have the organizations that you've been engaging with been in terms of so supportive like yeah i think that they're quite inspired by the fact that children are having such a like they're so involved and they they kind of want to pioneer this project themselves. We, Ellie and myself went to up to Leeds to meet Adam and Kevin from the Real Junk Food Project because Kevin runs the educational side of it. So we kind of just wanted to get some feedback from him and see how he felt and what he thought was the best direction to go in because they're, they're writing this educational programme. And yeah, so big organisations like that are really supportive. They think that the project's amazing. They're inspired by the children because they can basically they can put together this project themselves. They think of things that we wouldn't necessarily think of. So they were the ones that talked about the elderly residents and maybe delivering to them because obviously they've got grandparents, they've got great grandparents that live on the estate who sometimes can't come to their assemblies, can't come to school events, so their parents record everything for them. So they thought, well, our parents can't, our grandparents can't make it, so why, if we were to do this, um, supermarket or food waste project they wouldn't necessarily be able to be there to experience it so they thought well why can't we deliver to them so they thought doing food packages for elderly residents or those who are housebound so they come up with ideas that we wouldn't necessarily think of ourselves so yeah I think that everyone I'm quite overwhelmed by I mean obviously I know the children well but I'm quite overwhelmed with their response to this and most of the adults in the school are too yeah that they're driving force, without them it wouldn't happen, yeah. so, yeah. And in terms of their relationship with food, um, because obviously that's one of the significant impacts in terms of um, the root causes of food waste, at least within household, is that um, a reduction in the perceived value of food, mm. um, and then also this perception that it should be aesthetically perfect. Mm. So do you feel that this initiative, and, and the work in, in kind of the gardens mm. of the school, do you see that breaking down those kind of narratives and, and introducing something else? Definitely, because of the community garden, because we've got one at the community centre, and because of the garden we've got here, the children, they see that you can have a carrot that might look like ladies' legs, or mm. you can, I don't know, there's a banana that would not necessarily banana or pear that's out of shape or tomatoes that, which are extremely tiny and they're very aware of it and they have been since we've had the community garden there for years so mm. their older brothers and sisters that are now 18 or 19 they were working on it when they were younger mm. so it's something it's kind of like it's something that has been there for a while so they're very aware of it so I think it all comes from them as well. So they're the ones that kind of will nag the parents and will talk to the parents and tell them about what's going on in school, tell them what they're doing at the community centre. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way we can really shift patterns of behaviour. Because mm -hmm. sometimes with adults, we're so stuck in our own ways and what we're used to, yeah. whereas children's minds are a bit more impressionable, So, but in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So um, they, they're, they've started this whole school approach. They've done assemblies about it. So all the children 
whether they're involved in a project in a big way or a small way, they're very aware. Mm-hmm. And then that only filters out throughout the community. So they speak to their parents, they speak to their grandparents, yeah. aunties and uncles. And it's, a cl- it's nice because this community is close-knit as well. Mm-hmm. So we've got lots of generations of families living locally. Mm-hmm. And it's just filtering through. So everyone's hearing about the Food Waste Project. All parents know about the garden. We've got different service users at the centre who see the children come in during the school day, see them come in after school, maintaining the garden. So it's quite a big awareness locally. Yeah. Yeah. I think it can only really... If we want patterns of change, the children are the best kind of vehicles to do that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. In terms of the broader community response, um, are there any other food waste initiatives not here because we're kind of it's it's like we're a small island really I mean outside of East Acton yes there are but within East Acton itself I'd say we're the only ones and we're definitely the only ones that are led by children Mm -hmm. I'd say in many parts of London there's not I wouldn't know of many community organisations and schools who have a food waste project that's so strongly led by children but definitely in East Acton we're pioneering that so yeah and in terms of the, the running and the initiation of the organisation, mm. um, have there been any challenges, any, anything that's kind of hindered progress and adoption? I think mainly it's a storage issue because we could, we, we are having offers of more food that we can intercept, that we can receive, but we just don't have the storage at the moment, so we can't, yeah. So we don't want to get into the routine of, we receive things and you have to put them in the compost bin because it kind of defeats the purpose and we don't, that's something we don't ever want to kind mm. of have to deal with. So until we get the storage, we're kind of limited to how much we can receive. Mm. But hopefully with crowdfunding, with all those sorts of avenues, um, with any donations we receive, any donations we receive, that's all being saved. The children are monitoring that, working out how much we've made and that sort of thing. That's all going to be going towards some sort of storage container mm-hmm. but one that parents can walk into it needs to be easier easily accessible those sorts of things so yeah mm-hmm. that would be our only challenge challenge i'd say was mm-hmm. the storage you, you mentioned that you are pretty much pioneers if not mm-hmm. within east acton then uh, or if not within london then mm-hmm. at least within uh, east acton mm-hmm. so um what advice would you give other teachers and yeah. um, community leaders and who are working with kids, what advice would you give them to set up something? We're hopefully, our aim is to develop some sort of programme or like an av- advice forum for other schools. So I think, especially with the issues of food poverty, which is so, so relevant right now, um, issues of food waste and in, in inner London, um, we want to be able to develop a pack which other schools can also use and or they can refer to us, they can call on us, they can ask our advice. But obviously we need to solidify what we're doing first and make sure it works properly for us. I would also say that linking with other organisations, charities, as many as possible is the best thing to do because spreading that workload helps. Um, and you have to start from start with the children, you need to get them involved you need to get them excited about it and they are the ones that present to their parents because that's what we've done. Everything that has been happening, the children have presented to their parents. We haven't said anything to the parents at all. They tell them all about it like they did with you. They talk to you about the project. Out in the playground, so we had Plan Z Heroes 
on Monday, Lauren came down and she was talking to the children. They're the ones that do all the work. They do make all the posters, all the promotional material. They come up with all the ideas. It has to come from the children because that's the only way you're going to make change. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Food is Wasted podcast and I hope you enjoyed my chat with Bubble and Squeak. You can find out more about the organisation and the work the kids are doing at bubblesqueakeat.com. That's bubblesqueakeat, all one word, dot com. And of course, if you'd like to learn more about the issue of food waste and the work being done by organisations and individuals across the globe to reduce the amount of avoidable food waste being produced, then please visit the Food is Wasted website at foodiswasted.com and have a read of the articles, look at the photos, sign up to the newsletter and much more. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave a rating or a review on iTunes or the platform you source your podcast from, and be sure to subscribe while you're there. Thank you once again for listening. Take care.